Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. It's great to be in the house. It's great to be here this morning. And uh, so we've started our new sesh, uh, new um, topic and uh, we're moving into March and we're talking about God's heart, God's broken heart for humanity. And uh, I love it that God is compelled. Who knows that? He's compelled with compassion to see his creation, you and I, come back into relationship with him. If you read through the Bible, from front cover right through to the back cover, what it is, it's a love story of God himself trying to connect with humanity. Trying to connect with humanity. And so when you realize that, you, you realize the heart of God. And so over these next uh, month, we're going to be talking about the heart of God, about God connecting back with humanity. And I believe this is that each and, of us, each and every one of us are born with that characteristic. But somewhere over time, that characteristic of love, that characteristic of, of compassion just gets worn down. You think about it. Like, I, I come home from work, and, and I, I, the car pulls up in the driveway, and I know that my kids are going to be waiting at the front door because they want to see Dad. They have open arms, and they're like, Dad, welcome. Well, the younger ones anyway. But, you know, as they get older, it's like, oh, Dad's home. But, you know, there's that moment. You know, I love Sunday morning coming in here, and, and this Sunday morning I, I was greeted by little Gracie, Dylan and Tab. A little one, the oldest that they've got, and she is four years old, and I, and she's walking up the stairs from kids' church, coming to get a coffee with her mum, and I'm walking through, and all of a sudden she's like this, straight away, automatically, her arms are open and her heart is wide open, saying, "Listen, I just want to love upon you. How can you not scoop her up in your arms and give her a cuddle?" There is those moments, and God's heart is that towards humanity. His heart is that he wants to connect with you and I. His desire has always been to connect with his creation. His desire, he chooses you and I, and he sends out the invitation, and he waits for the response. We are built, we are designed with a heart of compassion. But if we're not careful over time, that heart, that love erodes. I remember a few years ago, we went on a family trip to, some people would argue, the best nation in the world. But obviously they don't live in Australia. So I would rate it probably number, okay, five. We went to the United States. And when you go there, you go, it's, it's a different world. It is a different world. As soon as you land on that plane, you, you see these people in the streets. They're, they're sleeping in tents. They're sleeping in cardboard boxes. They're sleeping on benches. And then all of a sudden, you've got people there begging on the sidewalk. And, and we were there. We went to San Diego. And I remember this time that we went to San Diego. And as we're driving down there, because we're driving from Los Angeles and we're driving down there, it gives time for my kids to process this new world that they're seeing. Because you can come to Australia and not see any of those things. 
And so as we're driving, I remember Layla trying to process, and, and she was in primary school at this, this time. She was probably in grade three, and she's processing this whole thing. Hey, Dad, what is going on? Why are those people over there in cardboard boxes? Why are those ones on the street? Why are they holding up signs asking for money? Why are they doing these things? And so we decided that we're having this discussion in the car. You know, sometimes, you know, these people, they don't have a home to go to. Well, what about their family? Well, unfortunately, sometimes some of these ones don't want to live with their family or they've got no family or they've got no... And so we're trying to explain this to a three-year-old, but her heart is breaking, going, God, and, and saying to us, you know, this is not right. God wouldn't let this happen. This is not right. And so we're there trying to give the right answers to, to my child on, okay, this is how the world is. Her heart was broken for humanity. Her heart was broken for those that were lost and those that were on the street. And so when we pulled up in San Diego, right outside our car was this guy. And he was an ex a veteran and you could tell that. And he had this sign. And here she is, she's like, I, I want to do something. Dad, have you, have you got some money? Can we, can we give him something? And I'm like, well, you know, I don't really have anything. I've just got a card because we're in another country. You don't. And she goes, well, you know what? Well, why don't we just give him some food? Why can't we just buy some food? And, you know, if you've got a family of four kids, is that you take food with you everywhere. Because a Macca's run ends up being $100. You know, that, that's what happens. And especially in America, it's 150 But anyway, but you, you do this thing. So, you know, we had an Esky pack. We had, you know, survival kit. And, and so she went to the car and she got out, you know, a packed lunch. She got out water and she went over and gave it to the guy. Her heart was broken for humanity. You know what? God's heart breaks for humanity. You know, sometimes we need to back up and become like little children and say, God, give me your heart again. Compel my heart with compassion for the lost. Compel my heart with compassion for the hurting. Compel my heart, God, so that I can see your will come to earth. We need to go back. We need to come back with a heart of compassion. You know, I read through the scriptures and I read through the gospels and I look at the life of Jesus. He was full of compassion. He had one purpose and that was co to connect humanity with God. But as you see his earthly life, you see the way he walked this earth and, and friend, that's how we should walk this earth. With compassion for our fellow human, with compassion for humanity. And as we walked this earth, we see that he wept over those that he lost. He see that he wept over Jerusalem. He wept over those who are away from God. He healed the sick. He delivered the down. He, he had his heart. It was full of compassion. You read through the scriptures and it said he was moved with compassion. And so he taught those which were lost. This was our saviour. And if we are to model our life off anyone, it should be him. It should be him. Clearly, compassion is a basic quality of Jesus in his earthly life. 
We see it. He, was, he saw the hungry and he fed them. He saw the ill and he healed them. He saw the ignorant and he taught them. He saw the dead and he raised them. He saw the weak and he strengthened them. He saw the lonely and he went to dinner with them. He saw the guilty and he forgave them. Friend, he forgave me. He forgave you. This is our Savior. This is Jesus right here. And as I read through this story, this love story, as I, I read through the characteristics of Christ himself and all that he done, I, I cannot but be amazed that the Son of God would come to earth to encounter you and I so that we could encounter him. We should encounter him. There's one verse that still amazes me as I read through this time and time again. It is the story where Jesus, he gets out on a boat and he just found out that John the Baptist, his cousin, had been beheaded. And who knows, in that moment, you know that Jesus is probably having a bad day. You think about it. A relative has lost their life. And all of a sudden, he hears the news. He's been told the news and he draws away in a boat. But as you read that scripture, as you read where he draws away for solitude in Matthew, what you find in that scripture is that the crowds followed him when they heard that he was on a boat. Here he is here. He's heard bad news. He's pulled himself away. He's on a boat, but all of a sudden, people still hear he's around. They, they know that he's there, and they follow him. But what gets me in this scripture is when I read this scripture, it actually says there in verse 14, chapter 14, verse 14, it says, when Jesus landed and saw the large crowd, he had compassion on them, and he healed the sick. In other words, no matter the circumstance that he was going through, he was compelled with compassion. No matter what was going on in his life, he had a mission, he had a purpose. No matter what was taking place, no matter how he felt, he was moved with the heart of God. Think about that moment in Gethsemane where he's there and he's praying and he's in this place where he knows he's going for the cross. You know, he's been on earth long enough and in the day he would have walked into, into town and he would have seen the crucifix. He would have seen criminals hanging there, suffocating, the cruelty of that death. And yet in that moment, he knows that's where he's going to end up. He knows that he's going to be on a cross. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, he is there praying. He is there, God, if there's any other way, but if not, I am willing. He drops sweats of blood. But God, not my will, but your will. Friend, It wasn't nails that held him to a cross. It was his compassion for humanity. It was the vision of you and I coming into a relationship with a heavenly father that loves us so much. As if you read through the Bible, there is a debt that we cannot pay. 
He calls us to be holy, but we can never strive enough to be holy. He covers us with His love. He covers us with His perfection. He covers us with His holiness. Friend, He chooses you and I. And in turn, all He asks is that we will choose Him. And here He is. He looks out on the multitude. He sees the sick. He sees the lost. He sees those, if you read through the Scriptures, those that are lost without a shepherd. Friend, today we have a world that is lost. You just need to pick up a newspaper. You just need to flick through social media. You just need to see what's being taught within our schools right now. And you know that this world is lost. It is lost. There are sheep without a shepherd. But friend, the answer is found in this book called the Bible. It's at the foot of the cross. It's in the name of Jesus. But here he is, right here, he stops. What I find is this, is that Jesus, is that compassion for humanity moved him beyond his pain. It moved him beyond his pain. Friend, we've got to be moved beyond our own pain to know that God has called each and every one of us for a purpose. Friend, if you run over the cat, you can still outwork the call of God on your life. You don't need a week off. (laughs) And that's the world we live in. For Carolina, she wants a grudel. Honestly, if I hit the grudel with my car, life is going to go on. (laughs) But the pain, but it's not coming back... And we can laugh about these things, but how many things take us off purpose in life? How many times do you not turn up for work because, I don't know, maybe you've seen a bad post? (laughs) Stacy agrees. (laughs) Or or the weather is raining and, you know what, I might slip up. You know, these things, we've got to be careful. Jesus was moving. Are you moved with compassion for the lost? Are you moved past your pain? Compassion is the essential element in being a Christian. Do you realize that? It's an essential element. Compassion shows God's love for humanity. Its presence in our mind, in our heart, anchors us in the truth that life is bigger than ourselves and that the highest expression of Christ's likeness is to love as He loved, do as He did, give as He gave, for others. Friend, that's what it is. That's what it is. Jesus once was once asked in Matthew 22, 36 to 39, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, or with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest command. And none of us doubt that. But the second one he goes is, is this. He goes, the second one is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Friend, love your neighbor as yourself. They will know you by your love for one another. They will know you and I by our love for one another. 
Friend, today, are you willing to go beyond? Are you willing to show a heart of compassion? Far from a liability, our compassion is one of the most powerful and yet unestimated traits we possess. Unestimated trait we possess. Our compassion for humanity. Friend, what would happen if husbands just went and showed some compassion, showed love to their family? We would change this world. We would change this world if they'd embrace their kids. Instead of becoming familiar, instead of coming, you know, this is, but instead just embracing the world. What would happen if wives went back and loved their husbands? The world would look different. It would be a different place. Because instead of people out there trying to find love in this and that and whatnot, they find it in its purest form. Friend, today, it's an essential part of who we are as Christians. Man may dismiss compassion from his heart, but God never will. God never will. If you read through the biblical accounts, Moses, when he was about to wipe out the Israelites, Moses always appealed to God's compassion. He always went back and stood in the gap when God was going to wipe them out for being disobedient little children. Moses would be there and he would stand in the gap and he would appeal to God's heart. Friend, we are called to stand in the gap and appeal to God's heart. We are here to call and show compassion. You know, within the saturation of images used by media these days, you know, it's believed to have caused widespread compassion fatigue. Friends, some of us have passion fatigue here. Because we know that there's a hurting world, but we've put it aside. We've been... We've come to a place where it doesn't affect us anymore. It's like when the images come, when those moments come, it's just like, well, this is just life. Compassion fatigue, if we're not careful. It desensitizes people when it comes to helping them, when it comes to being there. Familiarity. Those things, they start to eat away at our compassion. But friend, we've got to come back to being childlike. Come back to saying, God, what breaks your heart? Let it break my heart. Let it break my heart. God, let me see as you see. Let me feel as you feel. God's broken heart is compelled by love for humanity. The last thing is this. Compassion moves you to action. Compassion moves you to action. Compassion causes individuals to take responsibility. It causes us to take responsibility. Whatever its inspiration, compassion compels us to act, to do good, and to make a difference. Our mission statement as a church is to unmistakably influence our world for good and for God. To unmistakably influence our world for good and for God. We are called, we are compelled to do something, not to just sit back. James 1, 27 says this, Pure and undefied religion before God and the Father is this, 
to visit the orphans and the widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. In other words, we're called to be in the world but not of the world. We're called to bring the answer. We're called to be a solution. You know, I I think for some of us, we need to actually have the mindset of, you know what, I'm a solution just looking for a problem. I'm a solution, I'm just looking for a problem. I I know God has me here. I know that he has a purpose for my life and come on God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to be? Let my heart burn as your heart burns for humanity. Who have you got me in course to encounter today? T.D. Jakes makes this statement. He says, true religion, good religion, has the responsibility to do more than just sit idly by and watch people be abused and only offered the sinner's prayer. The true salvation of a society has more to do with its economics, ethics, education, and a strong sense of God's creative plan for his beings. Friend, as the church, you are the answer. I am the answer. Is that God would use imperfect people. Why? Because that's his perfect plan. To use you and I to do something. And and when I say to do something, we do amazing things corporately. We do great things corporately. You know, we do have red frogs. We have she rescued. We have, you know, Ivor. We have those things corporately. We have food hampers that go out. We have all those things. And they're all well-meaning things and they're, they're great. But friend, what would happen if each and every one of us were compelled and did something? Because sometimes we can tip the church and say, hey, yeah, do it corporately. But God's saying, no, I want you to do something. I want you to do something. I, I want... I put something on your heart. And and friend, I get a lot of people come by my desk and come by and they're like, you know what? I believe that we should be doing this. I'm compelled. I have compassion. And I'm like, yeah, I agree with you. That's not a bad cause. That is awesome. But friend, the church can't do everything. I said in the last services that we have a lot of concerned citizens. And a concerned citizen is one like this. They turn on the news, they hear a report, and they think to themselves, you know what? Someone should do something about that. I'm concerned. Or they go through their Facebook page, and they look at the social media feed, and they're like, wow, that concerns me a lot. And they press like. And then they go back to doing nothing. They're concerned, but they're not compelled. Friend, this world has got enough concerned citizens that it needs ones that are full of the Spirit of God that are compelled to see heaven come to earth, to see miracles take place, to see lives changed. Wherever the church is, the tide should rise. In other words, around that place should become a beacon of hope. There should be healing, there should be salvation, there should be miracles. There should be people coming out of debt and coming
coming out of death and into life. And we see where Jesus went, these things took place. Friend, if God has put something on your life and he's stirring your heart, friend, let me tell you, maybe that's your assignment. What would happen if each and every one of us were compelled? In this room, someone might be compelled to go down and feed those that are sleeping under the bridge. Maybe there's someone else that's compelled that right now in our housing commission area right here that there are youth running wild. And maybe you're compelled by that and God's put that upon your Maybe it's for you to go down and do something. But friend, we've got to do something. Friend, God's asking you to do something. And what would happen if each and every one of us did something? It would transform a community. Teddy Roosevelt made this statement. He said, in any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next, next best thing is the wrong thing. And the worst thing you can do is nothing. Friend, let's not be the church that does nothing. If we get it wrong, we get it wrong. At least we've done something. At least we know what not to do next time. But then we've done something. I believe the answer is here in this building. You and I, the church. As the body of Christ, we're called to move with compassion. You know, the first schools in Australia were started. The first schools in Australia, they were started by a guy named Reverend Richard Johnson. And Reverend Richard Johnson, he was actually appointed the chapel of the early settlement. He was appointed chaplain. And in 1789, he opened the first school in Australia, opened by a Christian. In 1793, he opened three more. And if you read through the history books, what you will find is most universities first started through Christians, through the church. Schools were started by the church. That's why we have so many Catholic schools. That's why we have so many independent schools. Because it wasn't the government's job. But as you read through the history, what you find is that this guy, Richard Johnson, is that his main influence in his life was Wilberforce, the guy who abolished slavery. But as you start to read and you wonder why would he be compelled to open schools? The reason he was compelled to open schools, the reason was is that he wanted to stop the cycle of young girls entering into prostitution at that time. He was compelled to do something. Friend, what are you compelled to do? What are we compelled to do? To bring heaven to earth, to see God move. Compassion causes individuals to take responsibility. Friend, what is God asking you to take responsibility for today? Jesus saw the multitudes and he was moved with compassion. He was moved emotionally, he was moved physically. His passion for people moved him to action. 
moved into action as a church of believers. His heart of compassion beats with inside of us. We will be true to its whispers. We will obey, we will respond without delay, for nothing less is appropriate. Nothing less is appropriate. You might be sitting here saying, Sam, I don't have much. That's all you need. Sam, I don't have the resources, friend, once you step out. And once you move forward in what God's called you, you follow those whispers, God opens the doors. God opens the doors. And friend, he might only have one person in mind that he wants you to connect with. As long as you do that, you're fulfilling the will that God has for your life. But listen to the whispers. Be moved with compassion. We are called to make a difference. Compassion for humanity is a sign of greatness. It's a sign of greatness. Colossians 3 verse 12, it says, Therefore, as God has chosen people holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Church, today, when you leave this place, leave this place with the resolve that God, as you've put on my heart, I will act. As you've put on my heart, I will follow. That heaven will come to earth and that someone will find the greatest gift of all, the greatest gift of all, salvation. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message empowers you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We would love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We're so excited to see you there.